Hey again, everybody. It's Nick Weber with another Agronomy on the Go uh, playlist. And this time we're going to talk canola and learn a little bit more about that crop uh, that grows mainly in Canada, uh, some in the U.S. But we have our guest here, Colette Thurston, who is a market development agronomist uh, in Canada. Hello, Colette. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Nick? Doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, excited to learn about canola here. So uh, first, if you can, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role uh, with Bayer. And then, uh, you know, if you can, kind of dive into a little bit more about canola for those of us who uh, don't know enough about it. Yeah, so my name's Colette Thurston. I'm a market development agronomist. I work up here in northeastern Alberta. Um, so the crops that we mainly grow up here are cereal crops, so wheat, barley, oats. Uh, we do grow a few pulses, so mainly typically peas. Uh, there is the odd field of faba beans that you'll see driving around. Um, and then uh, our next biggest crop is canola. So uh, we are just kind of on the tail end of canola blooming here. So it's looked... Canola is one of those crops when you drive around, uh, it looks really pretty. It's got that nice big, you know, yellow flower on it. So, uh, but we're getting to the tail end of that season. And uh, yeah, we're what's uh, we're close to August 1st now. So uh, we're moving into <laughs> where it all pods and summer's getting to be winding down. So, yeah. So I guess a little bit about that when in terms of the staging of the crop, you're, you're at the flowering stage and setting pods. What, what will your window look like for harvest then? Um, well, we started seeding a little bit earlier, I would say, uh, up here in Alberta where I'm at. And I think typically across the West, we did start to seed a little bit earlier. I know there are some spots in Manitoba that maybe were a bit later than us, but typically we're a bit later. So, or, or we're earlier this year, I should say. Um, so I'm thinking that we probably will start, uh, start swathing or getting ready to swath. It's going to take till probably about the end, till the end of August this year. Okay. And then right. we should be able to do some staging. Um, guys will start to probably spray. It'll depend how dry it is here in the month of August, if we get any timely rains or not. But I'm thinking by the end of August, some guys will start to harvest. So beginning yeah. of September. You know, looking ahead a little bit and, and talking about the, the season and the weather, how, how has it been up there for you guys, in particular Alberta and your area? But uh, if there's a, a general Western Canadian perspective you can deliver you know we hear a lot about the wire wildfire effects and and stuff here in the states but um let's get the canadian perspective of, of what your season has been like to date so right around um i guess you could say in northern alberta we had a really dry start this year um and i guess we could maybe go back all the way to last fall we really didn't have a whole lot of rainfall from july on last fall so we started off really dry our subsoil moisture was was very deficient, I guess you could say. Um, we were really praying for it to rain here off the bat. Um, there was a lot of areas in northern Alberta uh, in early May that didn't get a rain. So with having that happen, comes some patchy emergence. There were some other issues with, uh, with bugs and insects and that kind of stuff that seemed to wreak havoc on some canola crops and some other crops actually as well. We did start to get some timely rains there, um, I would say probably about mid-June. So um, earlier seeded cereal crops aren't looking as great right now. Um, canola is a pretty plastic plant. So with saying that, the canola crop actually looks, I I'm going to say average in a lot of areas to above average uh, if they did get an early May rain. So um 
dry off the start, had some rains now. If we can get some timely rains here in August, I think that things uh, on the canola front will be half decent, but the damage was kind of done to some of those earlier seeded cereal crops. And then uh, if we did, you know, if they were late seeded cereal crops, they they do look a lot better, actually. They they got that couple tenths of rain that they really needed, so. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, in terms of diseases, pests, anything uh, major to point out and, and issues that you guys are dealing with? Um, this spring, there was some areas that had a lot of uh, trouble with cutworms. Um, in, I would say mainly canola, um, but with saying that, I know that there was some reports of some cereal crops being destroyed by, by cutworms. So wow. with saying that, everybody would know that the pressure had to be really high for, for them to annihilate a cereal crop. Um, okay. So at tours this summer, we are doing a lot of talk about uh, seed treatment add-ons uh, for our canola portfolio to protect against cutworms. Um, Buteo start has saved a lot of anxiety in the spring as per uh, flea beetle control. Um, Buteo starts works really, really well. And that's our flea beetle uh, uh, seed treatment offering that we have on our decalb canola. Uh, and it's it saved it saved a lot of stress in the spring scouting for flea beetles. It, it works really, really well. So um, there has been some areas I know that are suffering bad with grasshoppers. Um, up in the peace country, I heard there was reports of lots of grasshoppers. And then I know south of where I actually am at um, in Alberta and into Saskatchewan, there's been lots of grasshoppers. So with it being so dry. So that's about, wow. um, those are the big ones that are kind of sticking out in, in my head right now for, for pests. And then right. as per diseases, um, it was so dry off the, off the start that lots of growers, um, if they did have a, if emergence was really good on their crop, they did end up spraying some kind of a fungicide. And if their crops were thinner, um, didn't look like they were going to perform as well. Um, there was lots of guys that or went or did not spray fungicides this year. Gotcha. You mentioned field days and, and that starting up and kind of underway. What are some of the things uh, you guys as a team uh, are talking about or excited about as you share information with growers and maybe you know to close that loop what what's the feedback been from growers so far this year with the in terms of our of of our product portfolio well as everybody knows it's tour season um i think nick was actually pretty lucky to to catch me even around home to be able to do that this this <laughs> interview this week because uh, time as always <laughs> <laughs> this, this week is pretty crazy but um we're saying that though no it's it's really it's it's an exciting time of year because we get to showcase our products um i know right. that the market development group does a really good job um making sure that these uh, sites are ready to go and they look good so that we can promote our products for the 24 season right so um with saying that i do have two different kinds of sites this year um i've got uh, in the canola front anyways we've got a liberty link only site and we've got a roundup ready only TrueFlex site so we're kind of doing um a different approach to tour season this year we're we're kind of doing a tailgate tour so I've set up the site so that uh, they're about 20 miles apart. So we can uh, tour a Liberty site, hop in a vehicle, get over to a Roundup TrueFlex site, um, and then do a fun activity afterwards. So we're able to hit all uh, all of our new hybrids um, so guys can see them 
uh, all in one one morning or one afternoon, right? So yeah, it's a neat concept. Yeah, it's it's worked out well. I'm hoping that it's not too crazy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's worked out well. What has been uh, some of the grower feedback uh, to date that you've, if you've heard any either at those days or just either through text messages or phone calls that you've had with with uh, with the products? So guys are really getting excited. So we do have, uh, we are going to launch uh, up here in Canada a uh, couple new hybrids. I know um, we we are going to have a new dual stack hybrid. So that's going to have the TrueFlex plus the Liberty Link uh, system in them and it's going to replace the DKTFLL 22 club root straight cut. I think that that's I've got that right. There's <laughs> and I'm really happy that we've uh we've replaced that uh with uh what we're calling the 400. Uh so uh I'm just looking it up here actually right now just so I don't make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, DK400TL. Um so that's going to be our replacement. Um, it's going to have the straight cut plus and it's uh, also uh, got club root as well. Um, so with saying that there are a lot of guys in our area in Northern Alberta that are doing straight cuts. So they're always looking for that enhanced package on uh, pot integrity. So that one is starting to cause uh, quite a bit of chatter and it does look really, really good consistently across all the plots that I do have. So that's one that's causing a bit of chatter. Um, and then another thing that's happening up here in Northern Alberta is that um, we are starting to see some club root breakdown on the source A or the Mendel sources that we uh, have out in the marketplace. So we're saying that um, at all tours that we typically have, um, there are lots of guys that are asking about multi-genetic club root. Um, so we're saying that we do have the 902 and the 901 offerings uh, inside of our portfolio. So those are always a, a pretty big highlight for guys in, in my area. Cool. Well, thanks, Colette. Appreciate the time today and uh, safe, uh, safe, have a safe time with your field days and uh, enjoy that little rest time. Hopefully you get in a couple weeks here and uh, we'll regroup uh, as we get closer to harvest. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Nick. Thanks, Colette.